I am so happy that you are listening to Just Breathe. It is my most sincere hope that it empowers you and helps you feel less alone on this journey. If you are looking for more personal and more personalized help, I am now offering coaching services. Text BREATHE to 55444 to learn more. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E to 55444 to learn more. Welcome to the Silver Lined Relaunch. And today it is episode number 46. And I have Susan Ferraro here with me. And she is an absolute firecracker. And she's going to talk about her days as the design director of the U.S. brand Kate Spade, which I'm sure we all know and love, and how she ended up literally going from burned out, not having any time to do anything that truly mattered, to really being in her zone and having this like incredible opportunity to do what she ultimately really wanted to do. So I am so excited to have this episode truly light you up as she lit me up during our time together. And now let the conversation begin. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Welcome to the Silver Lined Relaunch. And today, so excited because I have Susan Ferraro in the house. And we are (laughs) going to be talking about all things money. Yep, you heard that right. But there is a story that leads her to this point, and it is one with silver lining. So welcome, Susan, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, what I always like to do is give people a chance to walk through your journey, tell us more Mm -hmm. about you, get us like fired up on what you're doing these days. So let's start the conversation. Okay. So my name is Susan Ferraro and I am in the personal development world now, and I was a coach for many years, but I didn't start off that way. I was a mindset coach. Um, I actually had a very long and successful career in the fashion industry. I was a designer for many, many years, and I worked for big U.S. brands like DKNY, Banana Republic, and then my dream job is the design director for Kate Spade, New York, which if if you're in the U.S., it's a pretty big um, brand here specializing in handbags and, and oh we all we too. all yeah. know Kate Spade <laughs> no doubt and as I was drinking my mug before she looked down and said oh that looks like Kate Spade and I said it's a knock it's a knockoff a knockoff mug 
So as I worked through my fashion career, I created a lot of success and I created a lot of success fairly quickly as well. And I used all kinds of mindset tricks. I was, you know, very into mindset always and very into the law of attraction and creating my own reality. And I really used those things to create the success that was happening for me. But what I didn't realize was, you know, sometimes things will work out really well and sometimes they wouldn't. And I finally used all of those tips and tricks and things that I had up in my sleeve to create my dream job at K-State New York. And when I got there and I had all of the money, like it would have, I always say it would have been a great Instagram feed, you know, from the outside I had, I was making multiple six figures. I was traveling around the world on their dime. I, you know, to shop and, and be inspired <clears throat> I was living in a, in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, which is a great part of New York city. You know, I had a great apartment, the clothes, the whole thing. And I had no time or energy to enjoy any of it. I was miserable inside. Mm. And I was just, I remember on the weekends, you know, work was crazy all day at work, but then I would always be bringing work home with me, even whether I would do it or not, it was always sitting there you know, I have to finish this, I have to do this, I have to work on this, you know, and that just drains you, drains you, drains you. And I remember walking around my neighborhood one Sunday morning thinking like, you know, I just, I can't sustain this. This is not worth it to me anymore. And I had already had a lot of problems with burnout and, you know, the anxiety that comes from that and the health issues that come from that. Were, were starting to happen in my life. At one point I had to take a leave of absence during my career to, you know, straighten out my nervous system and, and kind of recharge. And, you know, that drove me into nutrition. And I started learning all about how the body works and, you so know, before you, before, my you body. In, before you go into mm -hmm. nutrition, I do want to say, it was funny when you said the Instagram part of this, right? Yeah. Like it was it, it, the making of Susan in the business would be an Instagram, you know, success. Yeah, and exactly. last night, last night, I just started watching the show, Emily mm -hmm. in Paris. I don't know if you've oh, seen it. So yeah. Yeah. And, and so I kind of like was thinking about you in that yeah. role, but you said something super interesting. And that is, you were getting to the point of burnout. You were feeling like, yeah. you know, all of this. And that happens to so many of us. We drive, we drive, we drive to mm -hmm. the point of, yeah, we're getting to the end result of what we thought we wanted, but it's not what we wanted. Exactly. And so when you said mindset, and a lot of people are still not on the bandwagon of mindset, it's crazy, crazy. And I am... I am charging the, you know, the battle I'm leading it. I'm riding that white horse into the battle that, to make sure that people understand the significance, yeah. but you at an early age mm -hmm. understood the power of law of attraction, the power of mindset. Yeah. Why? I was naturally drawn to that my whole life. And I also, I noticed even as a young child, I would, you know, draw things, I would think of things and they would happen. And, and that was reinforced growing up, you know, like I always get what I want by my little sister. And it was just, I was always very drawn to that. My mom, I credit her a lot, fostered in us that it, we can achieve whatever we believe and, and that, you know, the world was unlimited for us. And that doesn't mean that there weren't other aspects of my life that did impose limits, right? Because that's why we burnout <laughs> mm. to the root of that. 
but um, yeah, there was always that side to me that knew that it, it sounds magical, but it's actually very logical. And that's what, you know, as I, before I left my career, I wasn't fully aware of that yet. But after I finally left the fashion industry, I went into nutrition. That's what I started saying. And I've actually became a health coach. And that's what opened me up to the world of coaching. And I did that. I, again, I thought, okay, I'm entering the online world. Now I'm going to feel free because really underneath me wanting that success in the fashion industry, I was never driven by money. I was always driven by freedom. And I thought, okay, so now I'm making this much money. Now I'm, and now I have this title, then I'll be free. And I just kept feeling more and more trapped as I went. What does freedom mean to you? To be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. So to be able to be whoever I want, whenever I want. Mm -hmm. And really that's at the core of that. So as I was doing that and I went into the online world, again, seeking freedom, I started a health coaching business and put thousands of dollars into the branding. And, you know, I had a huge wait list for when it was ready to launch. And I was ticking off all the boxes, marketing and branding wise. And it was called WTF should I eat.com. And, you know, I, lo- I still love the branding to this day. And, <laughs> yeah, great. Um, but I launched it. I wrote one blog post that took me almost a week to write. Now I, I create content in a few minutes and and it was just, I dreaded it. And the clients that I were seeing, I would dread meeting with them. And it was a few clients where the conversation would turn to mindset or to you know following their dreams, becoming who they were really meant to be. That's what would light me up. And I realized you know, as I went into this that I was reliving the same work patterns hmm. that I was, had done all throughout the fashion industry, you know, the procrastination the perfectionism, the forcing myself to do things that I should do or think I have to do, but putting all the stuff that I really want to do that really lit me up on the back burner. And well, you know, and it's interesting because mm-hmm. people who, who have freedom as that core value mm-hmm. and you're in a position where you're working to the point mm-hmm. where you have no time, you're, it's the grind, it goes entirely against what your core value is. So no matter if you're in corporate, if you're an entrepreneur, you needed to have the, because what, what is freedom? Freedom is the ability to do what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But when you have those, you know, the shackles on when you're like, I can't do anything because Mm -hmm. I have work. I have to do this. I have to do that. You'll never be in alignment. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, I, yeah. So then how did you break free from that. So when I was leaving, you know, the fashion industry, I realized this even before I went into health coaching, I just looked around, I looked at the women, there were only two women above me and in, you know, where I would go, it was the CCO, the chief creative officer, Deborah Lloyd of all, you know, Kate Spade and my VP who was in between us. And I I didn't want either one of their jobs, Mm. you know, and I realized that I felt that trapped feeling in every area of my life. So it wasn't just my job, but it was in my relationships. It was everywhere I looked, that was being reflected back to me. And I realized that the only way to actually feel free is to be fully self-expressed. And it's more about being who you want when you want, even more so than doing what you want. 
you know, the doing actually as a result of the being. So, you know, I was just touching on something at that point, but it was enough to drive me in another direction. And then I think, I think with you though, you had your mom, that voice in your head, Mm -hmm. you know, you can achieve what you believe, right? You had that going. So all of a sudden it's like, wait a second. I'm, I'm, as you said, the opposite of feeling freedom. You're, you're feeling confined. You're feeling this like, and I think we've all felt that, right? Yeah. Anywhere we can't fully be ourselves and being ourselves is a very spontaneous thing. Mm -hmm. So anywhere you feel like, oh, I'm not being appropriate. I'm not being professional. I'm being too much. I'm not being enough. You're actually, you're actually triggering your sympathetic nervous system. You're actually putting yourself into survival mode, fight or flight. And this is why so many people are living in a chronic distress, which comes from early childhood trauma that you don't feel safe to be yourself. Mm. And achieving is one trauma response that comes from that. So once I get here, then I'll be enough. Once I get here, you know, I won't be too much. It's the same thing. Do you see what I'm saying? I, you know what, that's so true. And and Mm -hmm. people that get to that point and they don't even acknowledge that they've gotten to that point, right? Right. Because they've already put, they've already put that end goal. Like, well, this really isn't enough. It's, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I've, I've gone through this with, you know, so many different um, clients that I work with that, you have to celebrate those wins because it's too easy to keep pushing off. So celebrate it and then go ahead and replan and put down another goal. Yeah. And and that's true. You absolutely have to celebrate your wins, but even more so than that, you have to, how you feel on the journey is how you're going to feel at the destination. Mm, Totally. So if you're not feeling at ease and happy and content and fulfilled in your life without that thing you're trying to get, you're not going to feel that when you get there because that's that thing outside of you can never create that fulfillment. It can never create that freedom, right? That's something that so is a good. state that we feel. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like the tip of the iceberg of me starting to go down that rabbit hole, which then took a lot of years and, and my coaching business to help me really realize where my freedom was going to come from and really get to a place of feeling at ease and free you know, with myself. And the at ease triggered something else. Tell us about that. Tell us about that. So when I was leaving, of course, I was very burnt out and I have been burnt out. (laughs) It just kept getting worse over the years, you know, because I wasn't changing my patterns. I always say burnout isn't really about what you're doing. It's about who you're being. And I didn't know how to work any other way. It felt really uncomfortable for me, unsafe to let myself what I call play instead of work. So if something felt too easy, I would find a way, and I wasn't aware of this always, you know, this is after doing lots of work and becoming aware that if something felt too easy or too playful, too fun, I would find a way to make it harder because that didn't feel valuable to me. So after- That is exactly what I used to do. Completely. Yeah. So I did many, the same. So many people do this. Yeah. Yeah. So many times I did that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is too because easy. I need to make, I need to throw some obstacles. I need exactly. to sabotage it in some way. <laughs> we're, we're conditioned in our society to believe that hard work is more valuable. And really the most wonderful products, you know, not just a product, but when we're producing something of 
high value, it almost never comes from, and I'm not saying it never comes from hard work, but it never comes from force. It never comes from the mind where you're thinking up something. It comes through you. It comes, you know, my best creative ideas in when I was designing, whether in my best-selling bags, the best-selling, you know, collaborations, the things that we did in the company always were a result of inspiration that came like that. And that inspiration is something you don't wait for. You connect to it and you connect through that by playing, by relaxing and having fun. And if you don't value relaxing and having fun, and so many of us, that feels wrong in our body. Like, well, you know, I remember being at Banana Republic and loving my job so much. It was to draw bags and color them in and, you know, look through magazines and get inspired. And I felt like I was doing something wrong. And so many of us feel that stress, right? So it was really about learning how to see that that is actually valuable. That is actually how we're meant to do our best work in the world. And that is what, you know, helped me start to move out of those patterns that created the burnout. And okay, we need to start a movement right now because <laughs> I call it the burnout zone. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it's not what you're doing that caused you to burn out, it's who you're being. Yeah. That is like from my book. I mean, it is absolutely. <laughs> and here's the thing we do. I mean, I remember looking at people where when we were in the offices, you know, 10 plus years ago, mm-hmm. and the ones that were like, having their eyes closed at their desk, I would kind of look in there, you know, this is when we had those individual offices and I, I would look in and I'd be like, what, are, what is he doing? Or what is she doing? Right. You know, that is not what efficiency is yet. Right. They already knew what I would soon learn. And that is you have to have downtime. You have to take like that quiet time so mm-hmm. you can hear your intuition. So you can yes. hear what, as you said, just, you know, comes to you, yes. ignites you, sparks mm-hmm. you. I, I, and we don't do that. We don't, mm-hmm. we run, 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 run. And we're keeping going, keeping going. And then, you know, we hit the pillow and we're like, Whoa. and then guess what? You can't even go to sleep because exactly. you're so wound up. Right. That's Which really is great. what, what led me on my quest for ease. So as I left the fashion industry, feeling really burnt out, you know, I just wanted things to be easier. And like I said, I kept repeating those patterns. And what I found out once I moved into my mindset coaching business and and did a lot of this work on myself was that that ease can only come from me allowing myself to be who I really am, the truth of who we are. So just like you have relationships in your life, right? Some are going to feel easier. Some are going to feel more draining. If you look at those relationships, you will see the ones that energize you or you just feel relaxed in are the, the easy ones are the ones where you can be most yourself. And that could be a work relationship, you know, significant other, your family, the ones that are the most draining or dreadful are the ones where you feel like you have to be something other than you're not. And when we're following our inspiration, our joy, our highest excitement, our passion, we're actually being our truest self. So anytime we drop out of that, we're now in the fear mind. So the ego is driving the show. So you can look at it as your, your soul, your true self versus your ego self, who is the one who gets scared and wants to keep you safe from everything. So every time we're letting him drive the show, now we're, our guard is up, you know, and that could be up a little bit. It could be up a lot. It could be up anywhere in between, 
but you're going to feel different. Your results are going to feel different than if you just truly like a child play your way through life and let yourself follow that joy and trust that that is enough. And that is the fastest, most efficient, most effective, most beneficial way for both you and everyone around you. Okay. Who out there is saying, I want to play my way through life. Yeah. 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 I'm in. I love it. The more play, the better. Uh, okay. So you continue down this journey and you're like, Hey, I, I need to get this into the hands of others. I the minds actually for really what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so you've now had this very significant these epiphanies that have come to you over and over and you're like, "All right, where did where did it lead to you then? Like where did you go?" So here's the thing. It didn't actually happen like that. It wasn't like I had an idea and then I was like, "I want to bring this to other people." I was following what excited me. I left the health coaching business. I was really scared because I could see how that could make money. I could see that path, but I really wanted to talk about the law of attraction and mindset. So I was again at another fork in the road and I was like, I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to go for it. And I just started following my inspiration and putting out blog posts about, you know, the, the things that I've learned around the law of attraction and mindset. And as that happened, I started getting clients and these were more aligned clients because it was what I wanted to talk about. And as I started working with people in this way, my first program, Easy Peasy LOA was born. And that was basically a system for using the law of attraction. So you always know that you're doing it right. And I, I created that after the fact, you know, after many years of it unfolding for me and me figuring out like, why does it work sometimes and not others or for this thing and not others, you know? And as I launched that and I I started building that up, I started working with clients who were, yes, still into mindset and the law of attraction, but more aligned with my personal story, um, you know, and the burnout and all of that and really wanted to be their fully expressed self. And, And as I was doing, I would get these, you know, hits of inspiration where I would do this work on myself and then I would do it with my clients. And as this was happening, another program was unfolding. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really just, you know, like in design where I would think of a handbag and then design that bag and put it out. It was, it was much more of an unfolding and I didn't know what it was (laughs) until it finished basically, you know, like it was just like, okay, I'm putting this out now. I'm just going to trust that this is enough. And from that, I learned instead of what so many people do is they have these flashes of ideas, which sound really fun, but they can't see the finished product and that stops them in their tracks. And Mm. then they just sit and they wait and they wait for it to be complete. But really what was completing it for me was trusting and just going and going and getting it out there, getting it out there, learning, getting it out there, learning over and over again until it became more refined, more refined and more refined. And then that's what it evolved into my easy money program, which is E-A-S-E hyphen Y money, very different than easy money, but it's about, you know, I was learning how to make money in a sustainable way without sacrificing my health or my wealth in a way that felt where I could feel at ease. Make sense? Mm, It's the evolution. And what you've done is you've taken it on that journey and Mm -hmm. you've incorporated, (laughs) which I think is something that many programs don't do. It's like, Hey, sometimes it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And how can you 
tweak, modify, as we say right now, you know, all over, pivot a little bit to allow for that energy to come back in and for you yeah. to get that fired up, like, okay, I'm excited about this again. Mm-hmm. Why didn't it work? Why didn't, you know, I've been manifesting, I've been doing this, I've been doing that. And sometimes it doesn't. So I love the idea that then you said, okay, how do I, how do I, this? not easy, but ease, like ease into this so that it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to feel heavy, mm-hmm. right? So many times you ask people, what does money mean to you? And you can just see them. It's like, you know, all oh, the, the heaviness, yeah, yeah, the stress. And so you created this, these programs out of, you know, years of just going through this evolution mm-hmm. and you've had quite the, the relaunch yourself, right? You've can, you've continued to reinvent you've rebranded yourself, you've redesigned, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, my gosh, you're like the design expert. Where do you think you, what, what, what's in the future for you? Like how you said that you have to get that clarity of the future to make sure that you're, you're going forward. What does that mean to you? Um, what do you mean? Like, what's my vision for the future? Yeah, what you, you said a lot of times people, you know, don't when we're celebrating, right? You got to have that. You got to understand where you're going and the feelings associated, the emotions associated with it. So, so actually, mm-hmm. I actually don't think you do need to know where you're going. Ah, okay. Let's talk about that. And, and that is something that I let go of. So in when I first worked with the law of attraction, you know, in my career, it was like, okay, I want to, I want to be the design director. Cause I felt like once I was the director, then I had complete creative mm-hmm. freedom and I was wrong <laughs> and I want to make <laughs> this much money or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I got all of those things. But the reason that I didn't feel the way I wanted to feel was because I didn't take into account that the feeling is really what we're after. So when I left and started moving into my own business, all I was too burnt out to come up with like, oh, I want this perfect coaching business or whatever. My intention became, I wanted to be free. I wanted to be the most fully expressed version of myself. Show me what to do. Mm. And that is how it unfolded. I never set out to, I always thought it would be cool to have my own brand. I always thought it would be cool to coach. I thought it would be cool to create my own products. Like these were things that I was not attached to. I just thought they would, they sounded fun to me. And that my truest intention was I am ready to just be the most fully expressed version of myself. And in doing that, when you allow yourself to be the most fully expressed version of yourself, you are then valuing yourself and money is a match to value. So if you are valuing how hard something is and you make yourself have to put forth effort and you have to perform and achieve and prove your worth, it's going to become very exhausting. You're going to burn out and it's not sustainable. If you would then attach the value to my natural gifts are teaching things in a way that makes things really easy to understand. Um, You know, my personality, all of the things that make me me are my value. And they matter and they might not matter to someone or to everyone, but they matter to someone. And there are some people who will be drawn to that. And that owning that as my value allows me to make money in a sustainable way. Big, big idea there. And I love it. And I 
I believe that people who set intentions that mm-hmm. are like, I want to make six figures, seven mm-hmm. figures. I completely am on the same page with you. I am all about who is, who do you need to be that identity yeah. that would have that happen to you. Mm-hmm. But then I like the twist of, all right, but you still have what I call scazy goals, scary and crazy. They're the scary mm-hmm. ones because they're going to go right up against your fears. They're the crazy ones because everyone's going to be like, are you kidding? You can't do that. Or yourself is saying it. And so by mixing the two together by like kind of, you know, hand in hand, I think that's how with your program, with the idea of setting that intention to embody the emotion, the feelings around it, that is so awesome. That is like right up my alley. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So at this point, you are going down this, you're, you're, you know, starting to, is this program out now? Is this something that you are currently? The program is relaunching soon. Yeah. Relaunch. I love that. that. Again, you're reiterating it. You're, you know, putting new things in there. That's great. Exactly. And then you also have a podcast. Mm -hmm. I have. So my main hub where you can find me is my website. It's easydoesit.com. And that's E-A-S-E hyphen Y doesit.com. And then you can actually find everything there. You can find my products and my programs. If you want to, you know, get on the wait list for the easy money program, that's there. You can sign up for that. My social media is there, which I have a ton of content written and video form there. Um, the easy does it podcast is there. You can find everything there. And, you know, I hope and in our show notes, and our show notes, we'll definitely have that. We'll have yeah. all the links. But as everyone knows, we always do a rapid fire mm-hmm. at the end. And I like to throw in a few questions that are specific to you. I've already come up with them. Mm-hmm. So first off, let's talk about Zoom calls. Are you dressed head to toe or waist up? I am actually dressed head to toe. I have on black leggings. <laughs> is that your is that your go to outfit? Black, black. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much everything I own is black. But I, you know, I occasionally go out on a splash of color. But got it. Okay. What <laughs> was the favorite item you designed at Kate Spade? At Kate Spade, probably. You know, I can't take all the credit because I had a team sure. at Kate Spade. Um, but though there was a bag called Willa and it was just this beautiful, soft, slouchy bag, Sarah Jessica Parker or Parker Mm -hmm. had a couple of them. Um, and it was, it was actually a big fight with, with the sales team (laughs) to get this bag in the line. Um, but it was the most gorgeous bag. They thought it was too soft and not structured enough, but it was just the soft slouchy bag with the the pyramid turn lock on it. And these little handles that I just thought was so chic. Okay. And how often are you changing out your handbags today? Not often. I I barely (laughs) even carry a handbag. I was just thinking as you were saying, (laughs) I'm like, I don't think I've changed my purse in seven months. I mean, literally yeah. I've been using the I'm same I'm usually one. like carrying my phone in my wallet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, isn't that the truth? Yeah. And then you end up putting your, Pockets, your cards, yeah. you, you put your cards on the back of the phone these days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite podcast besides ours and yours? <laughs> uh, 
I have to be honest, I, I don't listen to many podcasts. I'm not really, I'm much more of a video person and I just, or a book person. And I just yeah. kind of let my intuition and my inspiration guide me to what's next. Well, I can go there too. What's your favorite book? What's the book you always, your go-to recommendation book? Um, so I always recommend, I'll give you some of mine, but I always recommend that you don't take recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> You actually, you know, I used to read a lot because I was seeking and searching and trying to find answers. And I kind of stopped operating that way. And I started tuning into what I call team other side and my own intuition and my own inspiration and was like, show me what's next. Show me my next step. What do I need to know? And crazy book stories used to, you know, started happening to me. And that's kind of how I was led on what was educating me for what I needed to learn. So I feel like you should be tuning in to what is really exciting to you right now. Even if you only read two pages of it and you got something from those two pages, but now the rest feels boring, let mm. it go. Mm. Next, what's exciting? And just really follow that and, and your intuition. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of mine that were very important in what I was creating and on my journey were Asking It Is Given by Abraham Hicks, mm -hmm. a classic. Um, and Letting Go by Dr. David Hawkins, whose work was also very influential. Mm, those are great. Awesome. Okay. Favorite beauty product and name. So it's funny, we were talking about this and I, I thought about this a lot. My favorite beauty product, if it was an actual makeup product mm -hmm. is L'Oreal Voluminous Mascara. <clears throat> and I have used this mascara since I don't, I don't know when it first came out, but I feel like I've been using it since I was like 18 or 19 years old. And I've tried other mascaras and prettier packaging, you know, more expensive brands. And I always go back to it with the straight brush, not the round brush. It's just carbon black. It's my go-to. Okay. Can I tell you, you know, the Maybelline one that has the pink and the green? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, uh, that I continue to all of a sudden I'll be like, at, you know, I'll have to be at, you know, let's say CVS. I'll be like, oh, I'll just pick one up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Okay. And backyard barbecue or a schwanky cocktail party? Mm. Depends on my mood. I like, I love both. I have to be, I, ah. I can't choose. I love both. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Totally depends on my mood. And Susan, what's your go-to? Backyard, backyard barbecue though yeah. has to be a little swanky. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. And what drink would you be holding? Um, wine or beer. Ooh, what kind of beer? Um, I actually, one of my favorite beers is Brooklyn lager or Sam Adams classic lager. I like an amber lager. I'm, I'm a Dos Equis dark. Oh, I love, I love Dos Equis too. Yeah. 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 I love that. Okay. And last but not least, anything you, oh no, we've already done that one. What <laughs> does a powerhouse of possibility mean to you? Someone who is at ease in their own skin, in their own life and realizes that they don't have any limits. Ah, I knew you were going to put ease in there. <laughs> I mean, you had to, or I would have had to. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, this has been so much fun. Thank you for sharing all of these nuggets. I call them pearls. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of goodness in this and I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. You take care. We'll see you next time.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find Silver Linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest, which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.